Hey, and welcome back. So today I have Adam Evans. Adam and I have kind of known each other for a while through just social media and um, gay spouse networks. Adam is a Air Force spouse currently out in Luke Air Force Base. And we kind of talk about the spouse community and how we can keep validating and encouraging each other to succeed and you know drive through those hard times of being alone through deployments or PCSing and moving on to new places. So get ready and I hope you enjoy. Do it. Cool. So welcome back to uh, the fir- fourth episode. I don't know what I was trying to say there. Um, uh, point of view, male military spouses. So today I have Adam. Adam Evans and I have kind of been connected with each other through social media anyways. Um, so it's super great to now face to face instead of just like RuPaul messages back and forth to each other. <laughs> <laughs> which are also entertaining for meetings and things like that oh yeah well i shouldn't have opened that one in the middle of that meeting i had to like immediately like cover my mouth and make it look like i was doing something else yes absolutely it, it was too good i mean it was a good question we might talk about that question later but yeah. go ahead and give us your introduction sure well so i'm adam evans um military spouse out in uh luke in Phoenix, Arizona, out of Luke Air Force Base. My husband's active duty currently captain uh, in the physical therapy realm, works within the medical group. Um, this is our, it's, let's see, this is our second year being active duty. Uh, my, my history with being in our forces, though, begins with my dad, who was in for 21 years with the Air Force as well. Um, this is somewhere around my 30th we're actually moving in the middle of moving off base. Uh, we bought a house out here. Congrats. Thank you very much. It's been, it's all the joys and all the stresses that go with oh, it. Yeah. Looking forward to, you know, call, I'm at the point now where everything's packed. I just want it there so I can start unpacking and calling mm-hmm. it home. Um, of course, when you finish the last box, that's when we're going to get orders. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely have enjoyed living out here. And um, I think this is somewhere close to our, my 30th move in my lifetime. And as I approach 40, that's a, that's, it seems like a lot, even now, yeah. you know, growing, growing up as a kid, it was like every move was going to be the death knell of me. Um, I'll never make friends again. Yeah. Um, but now, now it's just, I, I think still exciting to move, uh, but definitely, you know, all the stressors that go with it and looking forward to the opportunity to meet new people, get off base for a little bit. It's a change, change of scenery, change of lifestyle for sure. Yeah, I mean, we haven't lived on base um, in the five years that he's been in. So I can't speak to living on post and the ins and outs of that. And I know there's plenty of people do, but I I mean, yeah, living off post has definitely been a a positive benefit to our military career, you know? Yeah, it's great. But yeah, no, you will probably receive orders the moment you unpack the kitchen (laughs) because that's when everything will need to get packed up again and everything. But glass on the shelf and bam, that's when yeah, the yeah. email comes in. Hey, here you go. Um, yeah, right. Uh, that's funny. Well, congratulations on the new house. Like that is, that's always rewarding and exciting to do and to start that and everything. But you probably won't have to worry about finding a handyman for anything because let's dive into it first. Yes. Talk about instant hands. Yes. So on the career side of things, um, I am the chief strategy officer for the company called Instant Hands. And um, we're definitely using them, by the way, in this move process, because this is a a do-it-yourself move. We chose to move off base, so there's no help coming from the big Air Force. Um, And Instant Hands was born of uh, an idea that there's Sam Salai and his wife, Anna Marie, um, our Phoenix natives are from our Arizona. Uh, Sam's dad and his brothers were Vietnam veterans. And they had this idea for like handyman help. If I need help, I want to be able to, to call that handyman like I could call a ride if it was Uber or Lyft. Mm-hmm. And fast forward, I was actually a full-time professor of business in Kentucky. And when my husband got into the Air Force and we PCS to Arizona at the time, pre-COVID, there was no such thing as online professor. Like that was... either heard of or they didn't know none of the students wanted to go online at the time or the professors definitely didn't want to go online at the time they're used to that sage on the stage approach so i was looking for employment out 
gear and very, very serendipitously, I uh, came across an ad to become a handyman. You just do little side gigs, earn a little bit of extra money. And I thought this sounds fun. I'll do that while I find a full-time job. Um, one thing led to another. Sam and I actually networked with uh, people that were from Kentucky. We knew the same people. Um, and one of them was an investor for Instant Hands. So we thought, all right, this is too good to be true. Like the stars are aligning. I think I'm supposed to do something more than just mow grass for you. Yeah. And um, sure enough, ended up being one of the, the you know co-owners of the company. I'm the chief strategy officer. Um, and I've loved it. We've been doing that for about a year and a half. We got you know the app officially launched a while ago. We just updated to version 2.0, which for any tech and app, company that's that's a really big step for us you know it was kind of like we had to have the proof in the pudding and the data before we could launch version two and we mm -hmm. got it so we really had to do that and that was just october of last year um so that's my that's my full-time i of course we all wear many hats as military spouses but yeah that's my my, my full-time nine to five if you will um hat that i wear with, is with uh, instant hands and i've loved it it's basically creating um part-time job opportunities for all military families. Um, uh, I know I can give you some more details on the company itself, but um, on the flip side, the community is also being served by military families, helping them out with just little things, whether it's walking a dog, um, painting a wall, moving, helping move, helping pack things up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's better than going on Facebook and trying to ask people, hey, is anybody available for this? You yeah. know what I mean? Well, yeah. And not getting the response. Yeah, you don't know if you can trust them and you don't know if you can afford them. And that's kind yeah. of something that you see, you know, I feel like in the military world, we've always had this, this side gig um, as part of the life. You just do it. You just help your mm -hmm. neighbor. So this is a way to put a, a little bit of extra money in their pockets. You know, they work out, everybody who's on the app, they work out their own rates. They work out when it happens. Um, so we stay out of all that piece. And we just, we just gave that app to create the connection from neighbor to neighbor. Yeah. And so something we've talked about too, and you know, if anybody's listening, curious on, Hey, that's, you know, I can put my skills towards it. I might say this wrong. You're not at every base yet because you're building that community per base. So you need a certain amount of people to sign on as providers before they launch in a certain community. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And so we're not specific to any branch. Um, we have a, a lot of national partners, including the Pentagon, believe it or not, we're on their resource directory. Um, Blue Star Families is another, you know, partner of ours, AMC, the uh, Association of Military Spouse Entrepreneurs. Um, we're, we're talking with instant teams, you know, so there's a lot of collaborations between military organizations um, to get us at each of those posts and duty stations. But what I do and what's really important to me is, you know, this is not a get rich quick scheme. This is everybody who's in our company has some relation to the armed forces, whether they're a military brat, active duty, reserve, guard, or a veteran. So one of the most important thing for me um, from a strategy perspective is that we get the resources first. And what I mean by that is I never thought that as a, as the business owner, like part of, you know, co-owning co this company, I would get some of the requests that I receive. So one of those, one of those off uh, the wall request was we had a veteran's wife who called me and um, he was, he was a little bit older and his wife, you know, called to see if she could hire an instant hands provider from us just to come and have a conversation with her husband about airplanes. And I go into the business thinking like, it's going to be drywall repair, you wow. know, like yeah. change my oil. And here we, we get really, really close to some of the deeper issues that plague the armed forces and beyond. So the mental health issues, suicide awareness and prevention, um, even domestic violence. And we're not the experts in that. Like we, uh, that's really important to my entire staff is I say it, you know, as often as I can, we're not meant to be the experts. There's people who do this, social workers, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. professional, um, but we end up being that connecting piece. So if I see that happen, if we do connect with a veteran or somebody who's in need, then the resource part is what I've built out first for that duty station. So before we even put one flyer up on a tree. We've got connections with the readiness centers, the fleet and family centers, the chaplains, um, all of the veteran organizations, uh, you know, chapters like Blue Star Families, if they have a chapter there, we're connected with them. So like I put the all call out to leadership and say, hey, this is who we are, this is what we do. We're successful here, but before we launch, before I even get to that magic numbers like 20, we need 20 people mm -hmm. in there before we even let the customers know. Before I even get there, we build out this pathway to say, 
we have some pretty serious conversations. You know, we've, the person who is doing the side hustle, who might just be brand new to the armed forces, may be living at the poverty level or below. So we want to make sure that sensitively we have an outlet for them and a name, not just a phone number like, oh, call somebody over at the readiness center. I actually say you need to call this person at the readiness center and they're going to facilitate that next step for you. Um, so that's the only reason we, we are very intentional. I think that's like probably the most the deepest reason. I think from a business standpoint too, I mean, I don't want to make mistakes and I don't want to take on more than I can yeah. choose. So if I say one, two, three, go. And all of a sudden I've got a staff of 15 trying to take 2000 phone calls. <laughs> all, of, all of a sudden those instant hands are uh, two year hands. And yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right now. So that it's, that's a good concept of, um, you know, you said in the beginning, it's like Uber for finding somebody to help you around, but it's strategic and it's intentional on how we build, how, how instance hands builds. I almost, I almost said the wrong one. Um, those communities and everything. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's so awesome. So I, I mean, what were we talking about this morning that I said, we need to talk about X, Y, Z, because we talked about like 12 things. Um, well, I love that. So I, I watched all the, the, the podcasts from this week. So I loved seeing, I mean, that's like my friends, like I just got done talking um, when we were looking at like Kobe and Spark, yeah. like that, you know, that it, it feels sometimes I think that these we were talking about some, I don't we had lots of conversations but we're talking about kind of this this bubble that it seems some of the military spouses especially if they're male and operating in the business realm um, feel like they're the, the only one like the only one yeah. in the village and Matt felt that way for sure it was like hey it's so nice to meet you and Joey because now I know there's two I think even yeah LinkedIn yeah and these podcasts are exactly that it's a way to kind of get that that visual representation of like hey I'm not alone in the world. I'm not a uh, unicorn. <laughs> that was the other thing you posted about. We can hit that oh, one. Okay. <laughs> if you want to. That's it. No, we can talk about that. We can talk oh, about language and, and yes. stuff like that. But no, oh. keep going with what you're saying. I was going to say, like, I can remember people like Moni and Flossie from AMSI, and I remember Jamie Chapman. Um, and both, like, those are, they're not the only ones, but they were people who reached out to me saying we like who you are we like what you do and it never felt like it was just because i was male it felt like they saw the value in the diversity that i brought to the table as being male and and who as i like represented one very small population of an extremely diverse population that's out there mm -hmm. that is completely underrepresented and uh, I love what we're doing. Like these people are doing good things. You know, the, the app, a Kobe app, it's designed to do a good thing. Um, Zach, I think you had on like the fitness and the mental health and the well-being yeah. that goes with some of those. Those are good things. These are people trying to leave the world better than they found it. And sometimes they don't know what resources they have. And then other times the resource doesn't actually exist. Um, you know, mm -hmm. it's been skipped over or it's not prioritized because we tend to focus on the easy steps, you know, maybe not what's right, but what's easy in the moment. And also um, when you don't have the awareness, when you don't have the representation out there, then people aren't trying to solve any problems because the problems aren't ever like said out loud, you know, they're yep. not being addressed because no one got a chance to say them. Yep. That's, and that's so. I, a few things that I've said and the tool, the word I've used is tools. Yeah. You know, leadership doesn't have the tools, communities don't have the tools and, you know, that's that's what I'm hoping this these series turns into it's tools for somebody to grab, say, and go, oh yeah, you know. But hey, I'm creating this, and I'm having you know all these male military spouses who are saying, I'll you know I'll sign up. I have like only interpersonally asked a couple of people. Everybody else has been by volunteer, yes. and because they're like, I have a story. I like this. Let's go with it. And you don't know where that's going to lead. You don't know where those tools and those relationships are going to lead through what networks and everything. So I, it's true. A lot of people don't have the tools because it hasn't been started by so-and-so. Like they just haven't met that right person to pull inward, you know, and say, I like what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I value it. I need it, you know, and, and everything. And it, there's, there's a lot happening. I've been looking a lot more, you know, spouse blogs and I've seen 
in magazines and I've seen articles that were written three or four years ago. There's no update. Yeah. And you read them and you go, oh, this is still when, you know, this was a law, you know, and you're like, there's no update for it. So there's misinformation, but those are, those are articles that are top of the Google searches on certain keywords, you know? So if somebody's looking for something, they're gonna go and see that article and be misinformed, right? So there's, there's not a tool there that allows somebody to go back in and say, oh wait, we need to refresh this. We need an outward look until somebody stands in front of their face and says, why aren't you doing this for this demographic of people? You know, you and that. I mean, since I've thanks. known you, you, you push, you push the boundary. And we talked, I talked about that with uh, quite a few of the, the leadership within the, the military spouse organizations. It's like, you know, sometimes we stomp our foot and scream. And sometimes we just very gently say, all right, well, it's been like this for a while. You know, when people realize like, oh, where have you been? Like, well, I've always been here, but yeah, you know, and, and so I, I like that you, you push those boundaries and that's why, um, you know, oh, I'm totally the stomper. I'm, yeah. I'm totally the stomping radical, like, yeah. And I'm cheering you on, you know, like I'm cheering you on from afar, even when I don't, I'm not comfortable yet, or I'm getting there, or I'm trying yeah. my way of doing things. Like, I love that, you know, at the end of the day, I think we see that we're going in the same direction, which is, is awesome. 100%. Um, and, and we recognize things like, I think of it from a business perspective a lot, probably being a business professor. Like it yeah. reminds me, sometimes it reminds me when I look at the articles that I go back to and I'm like, this hasn't been updated for even longer than four years. It, it's almost like the pride syndrome. I see it like pride where it, all April, every 25% off to our, our yeah. favorite LGBT communities. Here's a coupon for you. May 1st, it's on to the next, you know, flashy thing. And, yep. um, and we're, we're guilty of it too. I think there's a lot of people, I, I'm probably guilty of it at times, you know, that, that goldfish syndrome of what's shiny, what's new. And then when it gets old, have you really left a positive impression on it? Um, but I tied into, I think COVID has changed business uh, completely. And, and I think when you see things like Zoom meetings and, and mm -hmm. webcasts and interviews like this and people that I never would have had the priv privilege of meeting um, that I now consider my friends in my network, um, you create this, this you know, series of interviews and I don't feel like they're episodes. I feel like they're chapters in my book. So um, it literally like, you know, I mean that because they're people that I feel like you've brought on that are willing to give their story that would also be willing to be a network for me if I needed something. And then I, I absolutely, and I say that right now, you know, I absolutely want to be the network for anybody who needs a resource or a tool, like you said, for anybody who needs that um, so that they can skip over either the mistakes I made or understand that. I think a lot of people were trying to do well along the way, but the disconnect becomes you need the resource or you need the tool and where the tool is at that moment. And they just never, they never come together yeah. in the right timing. And so, you know, there have been patterns of like, oh, let's do this for our community. Let's represent the male spouse. Let's do a, a, a what was it, you know, like spouse of the year for just males or something yeah. that might have been a, an attempt at some of the things we're looking for that kind of fell through the cracks because the resource didn't hit when it was needed. Correct. It was like, you know, just, just a miss misstep or there was no follow through or the timing was off. So that resource is collecting dust on someone's shelf. <laughs> it just needs to be brought back out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this, they're there. this thought and the thoughts of doing these have been collecting in my, in the back of my, you know, brain shelf um, for a long time of, how do we grow visibility? How do we access these voices? How do we share them? You know, because I have been a, such a big advocate on social media for LGBTQ military spouses, right? And it was like such a such a large, small population We're spread out. But you know, we won't talk about interpersonal community. I can't be friends with you because you don't have so many followers, which is, let's not talk about the gays in that way right now, but <laughs> gays, if you're out there, you know who you are. Um, but as male spouses, you know, I think the biggest problem that I've had getting people on is they don't feel valued or worthy to share their story. They're like, I don't have one. I'm just a stay at home dad, you know, and they have this devalue thought of like, you know, slumped over and just, well, what do I have to contribute? I don't work. You stay home and I take care of the kids, you know, but those are the, that exact story. If you put a female spouse 
yeah. is on social media. Oh my God, you're, you know, the American hero's wife and this big celebration to be the stay at home mom with the, the two, three kids because your husband's in the army. But on the flip side, male spouses, what I hear is I just feel devalued because I don't work. I can't find work. You know, I'm, I'm moving overseas. I can't work. And what am I going to do? And that mental health goes down and everything. Right. So there's a really big line of, you know, you can see the stories for these big military spouse influencers and everything and collaborate with them. If you're in large organization, on you know, giveaways and stuff, but then you have male spouses who have smaller followings, but more impactful followings that can do the same exact thing and share the same message. They just haven't been utilized yet. I think, you know, and I, and I, and I hear you hundred percent. And I, as you speak, I can literally see faces to the yeah. examples. Um, I'm not trying to call anybody out because I want to <laughs> see them do better. Like this is my video. So you better not like name drop and burn that bridge. Cause I might want to cross it one day. I'm not no names. <laughs> I was, but I have those, I'm telling you, I have those visions. So I'm not like devoid or, um, toxically positive, where I think the world is all rainbows. I mean, they walk among us. I know people that stab me the moment I walk past them. Um, and that's okay because that's, again, I, I love that quote, you know, they're behind yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I think it was a Joey J. Uh, and the, the item I think for me is if I, you know, I, I want to be careful as I do this because I do see myself in a, a privileged position to share my story on multiple channels. And what I don't want to get into is a shouting match because I know I can mm -hmm. shout the loudest. And so I know I can garnish that attention momentarily and I can, I can pout and scream and get what I want in the moment. But ultimately, I think my goal is to broaden the lens. Like I love, I honestly, I know it's a little bit of stomping because I've seen it in a couple places, but I loved that text message emoji message that you put in a few places today. That was all inclusive, and we'll have to add it, add it to my podcast or something. Link it. Something. And say like this is then. Yeah, twenty twenty one is the military year of the spouse. Like, and that's what I want it to look like. Is yeah. this is a better imagery that I want you to see when you think of military spouse? So, I don't want to go toe to toe with the traditional. And and I know. Listen, there's a, so much wrong with that institutionalized approach to some of like what family could mean, and that a military spouse is only one specific demographic. And I'm not, I'm not immune to the fact that there's a percentage population, right? Like the, mm -hmm. we are the minority to be something other than a female in a, in a heterosexual relationship. But by broadening that lens, I feel like I have a permanent positive relationship with a broader number of people. And I can't, I can't make everybody look through that lens, no. my neighbors included. But the people that I have met that have taken the time to say, oh my gosh, this is going on right here and you're pretty damn amazing, I think could be said for quite a few minority populations. And, and I have seen some pretty positive changes. Um, and, and it may not be flashy enough or cool enough to, to garnish the front page of some of the bigger name headlines yet. And I, was, I would be fearful if we did get the cover of every you know, Time Magazine. Yeah. I would be I would be grateful for the fact that I could see myself there, but I wouldn't want it to be hollow and empty, um, mm -hmm. you know, for generations to come. Like I want it to be something that has a last ability. And I see a lot of similarities to some of the, um, you know, dare I say, Black Lives Matter movement, where it's not over yet. Like it, it's it's just beginning, and it and then there's facets of it. If you've read, you know, some of the books that have come out this this year that have been on that movement phenomenal it's decades and hundreds of years in the making and then there's this like moment where you go aha there's something we can do about it and you move forward at least in the right direction and you hope that like at you know at our base yeah i hope that the diversity inclusion conversation continues like that's the positive lasting lens i want to leave not just shout and march and get my five thousand dollar grants for a a minority owned business and then we totally forget about it april through february for the next yep. year you know yeah and, and so that lasting impact is just so important i think yeah I, I, that that was something that was a thought of mine today um was like governing bodies awarding military spouse entrepreneurship you know um 
male spouse, you know, like awarding them the male spouse award, the female spouse award. Um, and there's new, there's new um, BIPOC, you know, military spouse awards and everything. And I literally went through six pages of Google and found zero that have to do with the LGBTQ community. And it kind of made me go, who's going to be the first one that picks this up? Yeah. That's it. Who's going to be the first one to pick this up and who, who are they going to use leverage as their tool? There's, um, uh, I almost said AMPA, uh, Modern Military Family Association. They have the Rainbow Shield Certificate, um, which is an amazing program. I've not taken it. And who, you know, who's going to be the first governing body that takes that and sits back and goes, okay, how are we going to lead this in a better way to draw more visibility to LGBTQ? I have a friend who um, has an amazing yoga business. She's at, she's in Kansas, Le Leavenworth. I'm going to have her on, on another episode series. Um, she is lesbian and she is Latina and has her own um, business. She does um, marketing. She's a, a personal assistant and she does yoga uh, Reiki symbols and education. And it's amazing. That's awesome. Unless you know her, you don't know her yeah. because there's no visibility to gay, lesbian, Latinx population of military spouses. She's very open about her sexuality too. Absolutely. I love her. And we, you know, same, same situation. We've been friends for a while, Instagram. She was finally at Fort uh, Hood. So we got together and had a coffee, you know, but it's, it's situations like that where it's like, we, I, I know somebody's looking at other gay entrepreneurs and saying, oh, this is so great for them and commenting, yeah. but then not progressing with the awareness and visibility factor of and that. There, and there are LGBT CEOs of businesses that are yep. showing up on my newsfeed on a daily basis in the military world. So whether or not, you know, it's a, a faction of, they just don't make that in their platform. Um, you know, just don't, don't, don't put it in my face. I won't put it in yours as their platform or don't ask, don't tell is too fresh for those mm -hmm. individuals or they are, you know, they are open, but just not necessarily at that point in their lives where they're advocating actively. And I don't, I, I only say that in, in a non, I'm trying to say it in a non-judgmental way. Cause I have been in situations where I, I have to like, think about my timing. You know, I jump out right now and I can, I can solve one issue, but if I wait just five seconds, I could solve three. Yeah. <laughs> so it could be a time. I like to optimistically think it's a timing thing, but listen, they're there, you know, like we're, we're every there's yeah. everywhere and, you know, yep. doing all yeah. things. You know, it's, it's not, it's not, I'm not saying hey organizations and companies stick up the rainbow flag to call us you know that's not that's not that's not what the homing homing beacon is on getting gay attention it's not just your rainbow flag post but it's about like yeah oreos i haven't gotten those yet but i do want them um it, it it's about out, the outward projection that you're like showing what military spouses look like in your community it's going to draw you know lgbtq spouses to your network i i would love to say that we could just move beyond and just, i would just be adam but that would be a lie you know i think i yeah. represent something different than just adam um i think yeah. that actually it actually goes the wrong direction when i'm just adam um it ends up feeling like pretend it ends up feeling like we're just going to ignore this part of you but the let's focus on your company or what are you doing over here and do big yep. things because it's more comfortable. Um, and at the core of it, you know, I, I definitely see some similarities to military spouses in general. Um, I feel like there's a general feel or lack thereof of validation in general and appreciation. Um, and and it, it, it's separate. I separate it completely from being active duty. I think it's just the, uh, the, the folks I work with or I'm, I'm the vice president for our spouses club. Um, the, the, it's all women at the, this year, it's all women. I think I'm the only man in, and there may be one other male member. Um, and so within that group, I, I can see, you know, just stay at home. Mom is an awesome job. If that's what you want to do, if that's your calling, or if that's what you've decided to do as a family and that's phenomenal. And 
yet there's still like I, I, a sense of like, could you please validate that? Like, could somebody else other than me validate it? Do I, you know, could somebody just show yeah. a little gratitude? And it's beyond the spouse. It's beyond like, you know, husband, wife, or anybody in between saying like, oh, I appreciate you watching the kids. It's, it's almost like the meetings and the, and the way the military is designed is very active duty centric. It's the and, military culture that makes those spouses feel invalid. Yeah. And there's, and that's the, I think that's going to be the magic turnkey when you get yep. one of the chiefs at the highest level that comes in and that becomes that person's platform. Um, Cause you see, you know, they pick one thing that they want to solve that year, but I think that would be a turnkey moment when you get a military leader that sees the military spouse or the family network as something that could be incredibly diverse and a powerhouse of mental, spiritual, emotional support for not just that unit, but like seeing that build out to the squadrons and to the wings um, and going the other direction instead of like, here's the support coming to this, maybe coming from the squadron to you. Or mm -hmm. if you know where the resources are on base, go there, go on post to that and you'll get that help you need. Yep. And then they look at the books and they say, oh, we actually don't have that yet, but we're working on it. Or yeah, we had that, but the, we got budgets were cut in any given moment, you know? And I feel like the staple is gonna be family. <laughs> two, two big things with those is I, I, you know, in talking with networks or calling out organizations and even trying to start conversations with organizations, I, I hear all the time, like, it's just so hard to find military spouses. We try to do that, um, you know, that's something we're working on, which are so lackluster. Like if your sentence starts out with, I know it's not much, but it is something we're working on. I'm going to ask you, what is the timeline? Yeah. Because I've discovered that by asking that pushes a little bit more pressure onto yeah. whoever, what, whatever project they're helping. And then I say, how can I help? How can I be an advocate for your mission? Because even by just approaching you like myself, even by approaching that organization, calling them out and asking them that question, I'm already trying to tell you I'm open for this. Yeah. Personally, I do it in a different fashion than most people. Most people want to call it a collaboration or team up. No, for me, it's I want to know your timeline. I want to know your goal and I want to help advocate advocate for this, you know, um, and start those conversations and roll out and, and maybe even change your branding on what you were producing just so that, you know, we're not seeing all women across your media. Yeah. I think the fact that you're willing to help is the reason you, you don't always, I know you've had the door closed on you and I have to. Oh yeah. You know, and, and I think, you know, being that aggressive piece. Um, 100%, it scares people. Yeah, I scare, I scare people, <laughs> but I'm not here to bash. I'm here to help advocate for your method. I'm just going to ask you the hard questions because yeah. Telling me there's a timeline for it. Yeah. Timeline of what? Because I heard that in 2019, we're in 2021, and I still have not seen a change from a specific organization. And it's, it's still asking them the same question. Hey, where, where, where are you at on this? How can I help? Yeah, I think you know, but you, you, you but, willing to help, like you saying yeah. at the end of that bit, um, I'm willing to help is what separates you from a lot of people that I've talked to. So a lot of people will just stop at the issue or the challenge and say like, well, here's the problem. And then you leave, right? That's the keyboard yeah. warriors. That's the, the folks that aren't really willing to put any kind of effort into the change. They just want to like identify the change. So the rest of the world around them goes, yeah, we know. Like it's, you say, this is a problem. Like, yeah, we're working on the solution, not just yeah. be a problems person. So that part's really big. The other part for me is this educational piece. And I think I shared that with you directly is like, there is such an opportunity here for education. And you mentioned a few of those organizations earlier. I feel like you get some of the fortune 100 companies that do a lot more of the LGBT or like minority diversity inclusion, um, hiring a chief diversity officer, like putting them at the table for your highest level of whatever that put them on the board of trustees please you know like wherever yeah. that decision making process occurs and then seeing that filter down seeing the education the effort the dollars quite frankly put the dollars towards those inclusion efforts um but I, you know i realize there's a lot of 
education that has to occur. I think locally, I know there's going to be people, people that see, <laughs> I've got an email. What's his last name? It's they, them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so I had a coworker ask me very politely, can you explain this to me? Because I've never had the opportunity to ask somebody. Yeah. So happy to. Yes. I was so excited. And I said, in, in short, if you speak about me in third person, use they, them, don't use he, him. Okay. You know, is, is mine, she, her. Yeah. If that's what you identify as because of this, you know? And it, it was like that, that right there is just so pivotal. Yeah. Right. I like, I encourage and I advocate even for allies to put it out there, yeah. put your, he, him, your, her, she, her in the Slack channels in on your LinkedIn, on your Facebook, Instagram, wherever you want to put it, you're starting to advocate for that demographic just even in that small interaction. Yeah. And I, I uh, my uncle owns um, a company called Fluid and Fluid is a clothing company out of New York City. Um, and he's really, it's it's been winning a lot of awards, but really for the activism. So it's a clothing company slash they do fragrances, but really it's, there is no, it's gender neutral clothing lines. Yeah. And um, they, when they built the original space out of New York City, of course, a lot of the city had to close with COVID and changes. They created like a stadium inside where they could do these kinds of forums and educational opportunities. And they've created an entire curriculum that a company can sign up for and they will do the training for those those larger corporations out of New York. And I love that. And yeah. I would love to, you know, put even locally put teams like that through it. But I see parallels to uh, commander's calls where it feels like there's a tone that is appropriate for the military and a commander call that is not appropriate for, or well, I say appropriate from my perspective, but it's not appropriate for a military spouse Q and A, you know, it's so mm -hmm. formal. It's so formal and sometimes can feel so detached that the message is not delivered. The communication never occurs because I didn't, I didn't start off the dialogue in the right place. So if you and I are in conversation tomorrow and right away I'm talking to some, you know, some the third friend and I'm like, yeah, and he loves doing this and he loves to do this and he loves that or she loves that. And I'm pointing to you. It's like, Adam, didn't we have this talk yesterday? Exactly. You, I shared, I shared how I felt. I explained this to you. We had the conversation. I felt like you were in the moment with me. And then this, like that was go time. <laughs> that was exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, as soon as somebody says like my pronouns are from that yeah. moment, you should remember that. And, and it's the best way if you forget their name, but you remember their pronouns to still help identify them and make them feel accepted. You know, if you're forgetting somebody like me, I can meet somebody in 20 minutes later, I forget their names, yes. remember the pronouns if they introduce me so that I'm always able to refer back. It's you know, so even powerful. though they, it is, even though they, them is, is the, you know, third person to refer to somebody unknown, yeah. you know? So it's, but it's still, a way for you to remember and make that connection. So the next time that you are introducing to someone personally, you're helping advocate for that message. You know, it's so powerful. I love. I just. I love that that is there because I feel like it's so simple. It's such an easy thing. And even if you make mistakes, just if you come, it's like learning a language. If you're coming from a place where your heart is in it, and you were trying your best to not forget the name, but you forget the name that is going to be understood. Like I yep. make mistakes in language all the time, but it's like, no, I know where you're coming from and you're trying to do this from a good place. Yep. I'm always going to be there for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So like I said, I'm a bit big out of the kit of people showing up in that manner, like, yep. you know, through your Slack channels. Um, I'm in mini. So if somebody listens to this and I see that change, I, I'm going to applaud you. You know, if I see your LinkedIn change, I'm going to applaud you because it's something that is advocating for that. And we're not just talking about military spouses. We're talking about the LGBTQ plus community um, and, and creating that acceptance. Even when you see leaders and companies put theirs out there, you know, you're like, they're setting an example. And that's, that's the big part because you, you, know, you can identify through a, a work survey saying that you are part of the LGBTQ plus community the real work is showing your pronouns and seeing everybody else around you do it. Like it's not a solidarity act, but it's, it's identification, it's association, it's advocacy. That's what it is. And that's, those are the powerful things um, 
that can happen. And I mean, it's the same, it's the same thing in the, you know, launching a new spouse blog or running a, a spouse, something using the word spouse, using your audience, using that, that spouse. But the thing is, is like, if your photos <laughs> organizations, I'm talking to you, <laughs> if your photos are of a male and a female and the male is in uniform, the female's not, and you're writing spouse in it, that is literally going to be tracked and associated with it. So if somebody reverse images that, that they're going to see like military man, military service member, right? This is all built into Google. This is all AI systems, right? You start to change the algorithm when you start to post men, lesbians, gays, transgenders, non-binary spouses. That's when the algorithm changes. It starts there in this AI world. It doesn't start. It, it started when we switched our language from military wives to military spouses within the last 10, yeah. more rapidly, five years since gay marriage. Yeah. Um, but now we actually have to change the search engine. Yes. Like, That's been, and most people don't know that. I would say no. I would they don't know that that process. Oh, yeah. I, I love, Hi, I love Joey. It. I'm a marketer. This is stuff I do. This is I, I run ads. And this, this is what I do. Well, and I love that. And that's why I think that's that's like a hey, hey, here's a quick tip for your company. And that was yep. a five billion dollar, like just something so simple. You know, give me something I could do tomorrow. There it is. That's it. That was it. That's it. Yeah. And and it I I like it from the simple appreciation factor, you know, kind of looping it back into that, that feeling that we all want a validation and just gratitude or like appreciation. Like, I don't mind doing all of this work all day in, day out. I just want a little bit of appreciation. That's not new. That's been around for my mom had that I'm sure for decades with my dad. Um, but it's so funny because all day long with my, with my spouse groups, we're constantly like this. We're like, Oh my God, you are good. No, you are good. No, you are good. And, and I mean it, I really like, I sincerely mean it. 90% of the time, the 10%, I'll wink at you and say like that. Okay. Like that was just because we have to say this word in this yeah. moment, but the 90% of the time I'm very sincere about it, but we're, we're pretty good because we all want that, that feeling for the most part. So we give it to each other where it's, it's lacking. Like we're filling in the blanks. And yet when I get the handshake from a like leadership or from a, you know, a Colonel that says, great job. I really appreciated that you did this. I'm going, yeah. Like that's, it means so much more than a day long of getting compliments from my peers who are kicking ass, doing all the things. These spouses are doing all of the things, running families and businesses and marathons all in the same, probably five minutes of their lifetime. And yet the people that jump out of nowhere and say, Adam, I really appreciate this. I'm going, oh my God, that was so awesome. Did you see this? I got, I got a coin or did you see this? I got a, a memorandum certificate and they spelled my name wrong, but I still love it. Like mm -hmm. it, it's that appreciation that comes out of it. So to be yeah. able to do something so simple and to change someone's day entirely um, is a no brainer for me. I mean, it's just- Yeah, really validate and recognize. Validate and recognize the change. Don't collaborate with the change. That's yeah. a, that's my biggest thing that I, that I dislike right now about the Instagram influencer world. And now I'm stepping out of the military spouse seat Instagram influencer world, it's all these collaborations that reward you with um, like a subscription box, you know, or like, hey, I'm going to give you a little item because you liked my posts and you wanted to grow my network. Um, you, you, you know, you got me to 50,000 followers. Okay, cool, whatever. In the military spouse community, there is a lack of recognition. And I mean, it's as simple as going to Instagram and typing in hashtag military spouse and looking at who that's represented through that algorithm. You know, yeah, male spouses are like 8% of the population. Gay spouses are probably even smaller than that. You know, so there's not going to be a lot of recognition, visibility. Probably. I love it. Everyone's a little gay, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> We won't, a, we won't bring up that topic. It's a, it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. We won't, we won't talk about that. Um, that's, that's a deeper conversation, <laughs> but you know, there is no like recognition from larger organizations to say like, this person's doing this work. Let's like, let's award them with something. 
Like how easy is it to go into Canva, slap your company's name on it, get approved by your diversity officer and, and reach out to a military spouse and say like, we know you're going through a hard time. Like we value what you've been doing. Like, thank you. You know, send them a little like box of something from your company, you know, the same, the same box that you send to your employees, you know, um, send it out to a military spouse. Instant hands did that for me. So my own company did that. Like Sam and Anna Marie are really good yeah. about doing like, I'm just thinking about you today. I appreciate you. And I feel like it could have gone to anybody, no matter what their background was. And they would sincerely love me. Um, AMC did that for me too. That's so awesome. I, yeah. See, that's, and it's those small micro rewards that really impact what somebody's doing on their mission. And, you know, what that stay at home mom who is really trying to get her copywriting business up and running, whatever she's really passionate about, because she had this amazing career in paralegal. I'm making this up. This is not somebody I know, but now they want to be a copywriter because they're going to really work on balancing that mom deployment, you know, stay at home and deployment life and being an army spouse and probably she's going to move in the next two months. Right. But isn't finding recognition from the network she's in that are influencing her to keep going. And you never forget how it makes you feel. Yeah. Better yeah. or worse, I will remember the little care package. It was it was not anything that broke the bank, but it, it you know made my day. And mm -hmm. that whole that whole week I worked a little bit harder. I mean, I just I know those are the moments that we can very easily create. Yeah. Um, and yep. and I, I, I love that because I think that that photographs like you're saying change the algorithm of the deeper uh intense but just by seeing yourself you never know what that is going to mean to the person that sees it and saying yep. like i can or saying i have a network i'm not alone that's such powerful stuff for 2021 yep. and covid seasons and you know all this aloneness and being secluded and away from family and friends i think it's more important now than than it has been for yeah. quite some time I mean, company recognition boxes have been around for a long time. You know, you hit your five year and you get something, you hit your 10 year, you get something more. But we have such a strong network of thousands of army spouses in these larger networks where those large networks can say, lean into their network and be like, hey, this person's been struggling a lot. Can you donate something? We want to send it to them. Because then there's recognition across the board, yeah. like period, hands down. That's how we better it. You know, that's how we better the male spouse community. I've been talking to two large companies um, about this, about this series and not saying, I don't want you guys to sponsor. If you want to sponsor it, sponsor it by letting me get everybody's address and you send them things. Like, don't give me money. Like, yeah. don't sponsor it in that way. I'll throw the sponsorship out, but send something because there's no company out there that does a male military health box like has one pre-made independent.org reached yeah. out to me and we talked and, you know, I gave them suggestions of an R and R kit, which is great. Right. And it's, it's something physical. You buy, you buy the different items. They're just, you know, it's not a pre-made box, but there's no company out there that has the pre-made box. I think this week I have found about 15 different women who do that for female military spouses, you know, and it's all different things. It ranges from different things, which is great not one company does it for male military spouses, yeah. you know, like throw in a little whiskey taster, you know, there's so much you can do for male military spouses. Tea, I think tea is pretty ambiguous and could be across the board to anyone, but it could be a masculine face scrub. It could be anything that's like, Hey, this is your first deployment. Like you're in the same group. I am. Yeah. You see these guys go, this is my first deployment. I don't know what to do. Right. Right. And they're, they're coming to a Facebook group of 700 people because they don't have a community of two in their area because nobody's recognizing them. Like I was fortunate in Fayetteville. I had a community through the yoga community who was super supportive and an amazing community who reached out was constantly, are you okay? Like from day one, you know, until the end, until, you know, finally getting to see him, we were in Texas, um, and I was getting text messages that day. How many hours, how many hours? And I still had people checking up on it, but I had, I built that community um, pre COVID. I was in there for three years, but even these new spouses who don't have a lot of interaction with people aren't going out, maybe not going to the gym as much. They don't have that one person to latch on and go, Hey, now I do, I I'm aware of these people right through this Facebook group. So I want these companies to say like, okay, give me their address.
right. what's their address? You know, do you, do you know what they like? Is there like two items you know about them? What are they into? I can find that information for you on Facebook, but I, we have a Facebook group of 700 male, um, military spouses, whether they're veterans or not, you know, across it's big spectrum. Not one company makes recognition for them. The closest I can think of on base when you were saying all of that is like, I know that the leadership approves things like the spouses clubs. And at Luke, um, there was a lot of, you know, division through the years as far as not, not necessarily bad division, but just, it was an enlisted club officers club, like, you know, and not getting into all that, but we are the spouses club. And I see things like an airman cookie drive, you know, we, we, we do, and it's an awesome impact. We make thousands and thousands of cookies that go out to make you feel a little bit like home. But it would literally be, I could see walking in saying, all right, we need to do a care pack for the deployed male spouse and the male spouse that's at home. Like, let's let's do a care package that goes both directions. And everyone would just go, oh, not bad. But like to have somebody proactively thinking that way, I think, yeah. um, you know, we may have somebody now in the, in the readiness center on base that, that would think like that because they've lived that life. Mm-hmm. But prior, prior to, it was absolutely just a, all right, well, you can get a free oil change and uh, you can have your dog walked and there's childcare, which is awesome for the resources they have, yes. but in, inapplicable to quite a few scenarios that we just discharge. And that's the problem is like, well, if you don't fall into the category of needing an oil change, your dog walked in a, in a child watch, well, then good luck with the deployment. And that's the, dis, that's the dislocating. I'm going to move off base and make a new set of friends who are going to check in with me at yoga because I'm not finding it where I should be finding it in the, in the proper channels. And part of that, I, I'll take part of responsibility. I'm a key spouse for the medical group and we've got, you know, we've got deployments coming up. So part of my role, I have registered myself to say, um, I will do the training and then I will be responsible for reaching out to my spouses and, and knowing me, I don't care what color shape size that they, they all come in. I want them all. And I'm going to check in on everybody. Damn it. Yeah. But, you know, but also, that's a lot of training and that's a lot not everybody's ready and there's a lot of movement and you like i don't know who's really supervising those opportunities that we have to say the the key spouse network is 100 percent solid across the board from duty station to duty station c is shining c and you're going to get at least this minimum checkpoints when your spouse is deployed i don't think that happens no, it doesn't. One hundred percent. I mean, I can tell you that with the most recent one. I can tell you that with just recently PCSing, not a single person reached out from his unit to me, even though he had a sponsor. You know, if his, it, 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 they knew he was coming in. Leadership knew, assigned him a sponsor, and here I am, trying to navigate this path. Like, you know, it was it was my first PCS while he was deployed. So I've never done something like that. Luckily, I had friends and support from North Carolina. But when you get here, that physical support ends. Yeah. You know, nobody nobody flew out from North Carolina to say, let me help you. There was offers. I will say that. I was rewarded with offers for it. But, you know, there's the physical help. And that's that's you know, that's something that I want to change. I'm, I'm in a data collection collection phase with the frg of his current unit to get a hold of these military spouses but then also to keep on his leadership of hey give me the soldiers who are coming in give me their information let me reach out and see if their spouses need any support need anything you know because that physical community ends when you get somewhere new unless you've been there before you know you come back to bases that happens all the time um but when you're a new spouse in a new area, yeah. it's confusing. It's overwhelming, you know? And what I got was, uh, uh, he texted me, a, Aaron texted me a photo of a QR code to join the, the Facebook page. That was my only connection to the spouse FRG network. That was yeah. it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, they're having a meeting. I'm going to show up to it, you know? And so... Side another story, but you know, we're, we're working on getting things ramped up and I'm sitting here like we're not moving fast enough. You know, how many spouses have moved in in the last three months that I've been here where this is a project I said I want to do already. Yeah. I just haven't been given the resources. You know, I'm, I'm here. It's not like I'm going to violate anything. I'm 
trying to help other people not be in the same situation that I was in my first few months. I feel like we could send out a flyer that just says, all right, here's like 10 quick tips, like yeah. 10 quick ways to do, or just one, one a month even, and just say, don't, don't kick off every post with, Hey ladies, like yeah. just simple, well, like again, things, that. Need, things to change tomorrow. And there's a lot to be fixed, but like just quick fixes for everybody who keeps asking me, Oh yeah, but well, what should we do? You know, like we gave everyone, we gave everyone roses and uh, earrings. So what should we give out at the spouse appreciation day? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, um, they're not my color. Like, well, I don't know what to yeah. tell you, I, you know, anything, give me an experience, send me to the zoo. I'd rather go to the zoo than get yeah. earrings, you know, in a box. Yeah. Um, so I think we could do that one. Well, I want to, I was going to tie it in and say, I, I, I hopefully don't sound all doom and gloom and that, you know, I am appreciative for people like you that are making, um, headway on this. And I see a lot of other leaders that get it. You know, there are people who get it. And I know I, I tend to feel like safe with them, but I also want to help you charge the waters and, and go into those unsafe territories to try and break the mold in other places, um, because that's what needs to happen. And um, I know- I'm 100% accepting the fact that I um, will come up very abrasive to some people and very, um, upfront and confrontational nothing else i have done has worked and that's just where i'm at right and i think we're getting into a space of seeing these military communities change and change their imagery and what they're putting out and change their language but again there's that timeline factor yeah right when so, where where are you on the timeline you know? yeah I think we're having these conversations and someone's going to pick up on it. I hope by the end of today, there's a, a, care, a care pack. One of these companies has to pick up on the care pack. Someone. Care. Someone's got to know, and we should get the first two boxes of them. I mean, yeah. that I would subscribe to it. Like that's something I would pay for, you know, like yeah. there's interest. Yeah. Send us, send us coffee, send us a little whiskey <laughs> samples. You know what I mean? There's so many things that like, if you if you need a resource, if you're listening, you make military care packages and you want one that is targeted towards men, look at the other subscription boxes that are not military associated and just follow that. It exists, right? The only thing that is being done different is it's created by a military spouse. Yeah. We want to support our own communities. Yeah. Like if you need an example, don't say, well, what would I put in it? Yeah. Ask like Google. You got the, you got resources there, you know. You do. You absolutely do. Oh yeah. my god! I don't need credit. Just do it. You know, make it accessible. Get it out there. Change the image and start advocating for other populations. That's what you're doing, right? If if the goal of your business in creating those packages is to serve people or give them something nicer, have their families be able to order something, having that really cute and sweet thoughtfulness now expect it like extend it to the male spouses shoot me an email and i will hook you up with plenty of male spouses to start sending it to you because we're out there you know we're out there and that's, that's i love that because it's, we joke about it in-house right don't yes. we? I mean, it's like okay well, we get all the memes and all the jokes and like oh my gosh this is this is what happened on the spouses page today yeah uh, uh, but it's no longer Fight Club. So it's like, all right, it was fun for a minute. It's not fun anymore. Like, yeah. It's wearing, it's hiring. It really would be nice to get the box, but really w there's support. In, and there's families that like are in crisis mode. I mean, we, we've basically touched on the, the easier things like, you know, a care package, but there's definitely male spouses in crisis that aren't being served by resources that they could easily access if they just knew or were given this a flyer that had their face on it or they knew it was safe for them to go to and that extends to the entire lgbt you know community yeah. and the extended alphabet of that um is to say this is a safe place for you and i hope they all know like the chaplain is a fantastic resource even if you don't if you, you don't have a particular branch of religion you follow it's still a safe non um a reportable place that they can get you to the right resource that's needed and i don't think that message gets out often enough to that particular community because it, it probably falls on deaf ears if it's the wrong person saying it to me yeah i, I want to hear it from joey i don't want to yeah. hear it from senior master sergeant chief of yeah. the 
you know. It sounds it sounds redundant and it sounds like I'm just going to scoot you off to this place and everything. But, but no, they are a good resource. Um, and and literally sending somebody a message, a DM and saying, like, I'm new in the area. You kind of look like me. What's there to do around here? Yeah that is going to be the biggest impact you know what i mean and there's so many i mean there's so many military spouse influencers female military spouse influencers out there who um thrive in in putting that on the on the market but i would also like them to step down for a little bit and start pressing into work into the community you know what i mean like show stop showing up only online show up in your community like I, I love that because it, it literally, you know, I've been thinking about this whole conversation, honestly. And it's- Are you taking notes? I keep seeing a pen. Are you taking notes in this? It's my desk calendar. You know what I wrote? I, wrote, I, I have a desk calendar. I'm terrible about that. I, I need to get it all into my phone, um, but I don't. I wrote down validate and recognize because I, I, I keep thinking those two words. I just don't put the two together. I say them separately. Um, it's not it's not a lose. So to the the million follower military female spouse company owner who has figured out the system and has a, an amazing following and puts good in the world and the gratitude, if that individual you know I, gives other people platforms, I feel like they're doing the right thing. I feel like it, you actually get stronger by building your network to include the male military spouses. You're not losing airtime. You're actually gaining an invaluable network. And it's the same thing for the military spouses that fit that mold that you and I talked about earlier that's on every magazine cover, that's on every picture that goes out on the major organization saying, happy happy Valentine's Day, ladies. Um, it's not to take away from them. It's not a, it's not a lose, lose win situation. It's yeah. literally empowerment through diversity inclusion. And, and if they could, if everyone could see that, you know, maybe that's, that's the part where I feel a little dreamy sometimes snapping my fingers and uh, we're all, we're all in the happy world and age of Aquarius, but I, I definitely see it as a win-win opportunity. I think it broadens their options. Um, and it definitely increases the network as opposed to decreasing it. Uh, but it's definitely filled with less fear. It's definitely filled with less hate and you're going to sleep better at night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you might get, you might get hate comments because you're advocating for maybe gay people. You know what I mean? But that's the issue though, is who else is doing it? Right. Like and there is, yeah. Modern yeah. military family association is doing an amazing job with that, you know, and everybody who's everybody who's there working on it, working on the magazine, getting the word out, pressing into advocacy um, and, you know, helping with legality and everything through some of these trials. It's amazing. It's amazing work. But then I say that and I talk about that company and there's still these big military influencers who go, oh, who are, what do they do again? And it's like, go look, like, don't wait for me to answer. If it's important to you. And yeah. I think that, yeah, that's probably, that's probably a bitter truth we got to swallow too, like I said. Is it, is it important to these people to know that others exist? Um, oh, I said that really harsh. That's how I meant that. <laughs> that was, ooh, that was, that was harsh. Oh, I'm sorry about that one. Yeah, no, it's, 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 oh, we, I, we could go on for another, we could go on for another uh, hour. I mean, th there's just so much, so much to talk about, to cover, to explore when we start talking about, um extending advocacy to male military spouses extending um, um what is what am i trying to say recognizing recognition and and just validating validating making them feel validated i mean it's it's the hardest thing guys if you're listening it, i hate watching your messages because like i wish we were all closer into a closer community you know, but when you see the male military spouse say, I'm having a hard time go through this deployment, you watch like 40 to 50 comments roll through yeah. with support, yeah. you know, and it's, it's there, it's, it's there. But then sometimes I wonder is, do they, do they also speak that publicly or are they too afraid to, because it could be a hard thing for a male spouse to 
show that emotion and they're comfortable showing it with other men and that that like that's our safe space yeah. like it's kind of fight clubby because we don't talk about like i'm not calling a certain person out um but the the same things happen in the world we like but we also have our reservations about putting it up front and in people's faces because of how it's going to be received absolutely well i I, I know, and I could talk to you for an entire hour. I didn't know if you were like, trying to draw it to a close. and um, I Kind of, because I don't want anybody to drop, like... <laughs> Sign me up for season three. Um, okay. Uh, but I was going to say, well, thank you for... Thank you, and thank you to everybody who does do the right things. You know, everybody who increases mm -hmm. their um, horizons, that broadens their horizons, yeah. takes the time to do some of these educational pieces. I would love to follow up um, with some of those trainings that you mentioned in... I would, I mean, I never stop learning anyway. So I, I'll love to do that. If there's a certification I can get, or if I can bring it to base, we've been trying to do some resilience trainings on bases. There's a lot of movement for that to get that training yeah. to military spouses. Um, but I know, I know we've both, you know, for who we are, we focus, focus a little bit on the LGBT community, but like you said, I'm in all of those male spouse groups yeah. and it is a beacon to all of them. I mean, you're, you're definitely not alone. And I, I do see the same conversations happen again and again. And you can feel the fear through the words. Like, however, they have to phrase it to be cool and walk off macho. Like, we see through that and, and we yeah. get it. And I love that there's that community for everything from suicide prevention, frankly, to just moral support when you're not quite sure what to do in a scenario. And I love that. I love that the groups are out there. I love that you're doing this to get more of those stories out there. Um, instead of just in the confines of, uh, you know, social media posts. Yeah. I mean, I've had to tell a, a couple of female spouses that, no, I won't appear on your podcast because you're not the demographic I'm going after. Yeah. I, I don't want, I don't want to share my story with you. You can hear it through these other interviews. You know, yep. I am focusing on this population. Like you and I talk, I'm, you know, I am going to start also focusing on LGBTQ spouses. So maybe that's where our part two will come into. We'll, you know, we'll dive into that community and everything. And, but I mean, thank you so much, Adam, for coming on. And we're face to face for the first time. Um, hey. I know having an actual conversation that's not text. Um, but I mean, with, I don't think without uh, COVID or any of these projects, um, I would have gotten to know you on the level that I do know you now. And I'm super thankful for that. Me too. If you need anything, let me know. And same thing to the world that, that watches this. If, if there's anything I can do to support you, I'm a resource. So please reach out to me. Yeah. Thank you so Thanks much, Adam. Time. Have a good day. You too.